This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth managers who go above and beyond to guide and support you. CanDo is more than just an attitude. It's navigating today for a brighter tomorrow. Visit CanDoWealth.com. Hello and welcome to Coffeehouse Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. This week, the fallout from the local election results mingled with news of the coronation. Culture Secretary Lucy Fraser spoke to Laura Koonsberg about the Conservatives' disastrous results, claiming her party just needed to deliver on their promises. But Koonsberg questioned whether they might need to reflect more deeply, given they lost more seats than even their worst-case scenarios predicted. It kind of sounds like you're not really going to change anything you're doing. So what you're saying is what we need to do is keep the promises that we've made. When you lose more than a 1,000 councillors, isn't it a moment to reflect on it a bit more than that, rather than just saying, uh, yes, well, here are the five things we promised in January, and we hope if we keep saying them, then everything will be okay? Uh, we absolutely need to reflect. I think Rishi's only been the Prime Minister for six months. And I think yeah, that It's not five minutes, it's six months. It's not five minutes, seven. but these are huge challenges, Laura. They are challenges that countries are facing internationally. I mean, I must say, having knocked on doors throughout the uh, local election campaign, I have seen a change in mood of the British people, you know, quite uh, very difficult at the beginning of the campaign, but slowly beginning to give uh, the government and Rishi credit. So and you giving you credit cred- by kicking out more than a thousand of your councillors? No, it was difficult. I'm not going to pretend that wasn't a difficult result, but you mentioned a couple of of areas, some of those close to me, Peterborough, uh, close to me, you know, Fenland, close to me, took, uh, had, had successes. I was uh, told, you know, I was a Lib Dem target. Uh, we held the council. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are some councils up and down the country that, that have done OK. After Labour's strong results, Wes Streeting claimed they were confident but not complacent that they could win a general election. Laura Koonsberg pointed out that the local election results were positive but actually did not suggest Labour could get a majority. Streeting argued that local elections were not an accurate prediction and that many places where people had voted for smaller parties would be Labour in a general election. Why do you say you're confident you can get a majority when the numbers actually don't show that? They show you've made great progress, but they don't show that you can be confident of majority. The Tories have had a shocking year and your share of the vote didn't change. Laura, I I honestly think we could be sat here on election night Mm or the morning after, Keir Starmer could be on his way to Downing Street as the Prime Minister of a new Labour majority government mm-hmm. and the Conservative talking points would still be disappointing night for the Wait, Conservatives but Labour could have not, done better, come not, on. This is not a Conservative talking point. The fact is your share of the vote didn't shift. Now, you had good progress, I'm not disputing that for a single second, but independent experts like John Curtis and others say clearly the numbers don't mean you can be confident of a majority, well, just, and that's what you're telling the public. Mind, Thursday night's local election results were exactly that, local election results, not a prediction of the next general election. And in some places, for example, where some of the smaller parties did well in local government, even by their own admission, those seats would likely be Labour to a general election because people do vote differently locally and nationally. And one of the reasons I'm confident Mm. about Labour's ability to win the next general election is on two fronts. One, I spoke to a number of voters uh, in recent weeks. I was up in the North East, the East, East Mid, South Yorkshire, in those marginal constituencies and I found undecided voters who weren't yet with us on Thursday but are saying I'm thinking about Labour for the next general election Mm -hmm. and the second thing is for the Labour Party the best is yet to come. 
Keir Starmer setting out a big mission on health later this month, not just to cut NHS uh, waiting times, which are appalling, but to build an NHS that's fit for the future. That will be shortly followed by our big mission to tackle the gap in opportunities for kids from working class backgrounds like mine and those from the, from the more affluent backgrounds. And of course, we've got our conference to come. We've got our manifesto yeah. to come. The best is yet to come. And, and that's why we can win the next and, general election. The Liberal Democrats also performed very well in the local elections, surpassing their own expectations. Party leader Ed Davey ruled out forming a coalition with the Conservatives, claiming he'd spent all his life fighting them, despite being part of the previous coalition. He did not answer Koonsberg's question on whether they would work with Labour, although the implication was that they would be open to it. Let's talk about then your relationship with the Conservatives, because on this week's uh, numbers, it suggests that Labour would be overwhelmingly the biggest party, but wouldn't be able to necessarily govern on their own. It might be a hung parliament. Um, would you... You've clearly ruled out working with the Conservatives under Boris Johnson, but would you consider working with Rishi Sunak in some kind of coalition? No. Uh, I spent all my life uh, fighting the Conservatives. Um, and well, you were I, in coalition with them for five years. Uh, you I, sat around the Cabinet yeah, table but, but with Laura, David Cameron. I, and I fought them every day during that period, let me tell you. But, but you, were, um, you were on the same side. You were part uh, of that government. You can fight uh, within a government. It's quite possible, and I did every single day, and I beat them on things like renewable power, where we quadrupled renewable power. But when I became leader uh, mm -hmm. of the party, I made it very clear that my job was to get the Conservatives out of government. Mm -hmm. so but I want to be lots of Conservative MPs and mm -hmm. it, would, it wouldn't be very sensible, would it, having spent all that time defeating Conservative MPs, mm -hmm. trying to get them out of government, then to put them back in. Well, we're politicians not going, sometimes change their well, minds, but you've been that. very clear you're not, not going to do, do that. that. What about working with the Labour Party? Would you do a coalition deal with Keir Starmer? Well, th that is a hypothetical question because we don't know what's going to happen after... It's a after, very real political uh, question. Well, we don't well, know what's going to happen know. after the next election, as you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, as I said just to one of your questions earlier, we are not going to take the voters for granted. We have got to earn their support to manage to get into a position where there are many more Liberal Democrat uh, MPs in the but next you parliament. Are, but, but you are explicitly ruling out working with the Conservatives. I know you don't want to give 100% clarity, but by implication, you are open to working with Labour in some kind of coalition arrangement. No, the focus is on getting rid of Conservative MPs, and uh, I make no, but, no but apology our, for our that. Our viewers aren't daft. They can hear you're very happy to say, I'd never work with the Tories, but you don't say that about the Labour Party. So if there were to be a hung parliament and the Labour government, Keir Starmer gets you on the blower after you're chatting Westminster Abbey and says, OK, I need your backing, what would your price be? But listen, that is a hypothetical question. When I'm knocking on doors around the country and I'm talking and listening to people on the NHS and the cost mm. of living on sewage and many, many other issues, they're not bringing that up. They want to know what the Liberal Democrat policies would be. And what I want to do is to win lots of seats, mm -hmm. mainly off the Conservatives, some off the SNP, mm -hmm. and then you'll have lots of Liberal Democrat MPs able to push forward Liberal Democrat policies, but, whatever the combination of the next Parliament. Along with the coronation celebrations, there were also some large anti monarchy protests and reports suggested the police may have arrested peaceful demonstrators. The Conservatives have passed legislation that gives the police more powers to deal with protests and Laura Koonsberg asked the Culture Secretary Lucy Fraser if she thought the police had acted appropriately in response to yesterday's events. Yesterday of course was a huge event for the country, the coronation, um, and yet we did see that there were pockets of protest and what appears to have been a peaceful protest, some arrests were made. Um, Ed Davies just has said to us he thinks that you have changed the atmosphere, that you are trying to clamp down on perfectly legitimate 
process. What do you say to that? Well, can I first just start by saying what an amazing event it was. You know, Britain on the world stage, huge advert for Global Britain. And I think it was a phenomenal event of which I was incredibly proud to be a part of and proud to be British. And I spoke to a number of people who, who said the same thing. So um, I think a fantastic event. Look, this right to protest is really important. We live in a democracy and it's really important uh, that people feel a right, a right to be heard and, and are heard. But what we've seen uh, over the last uh, few years is a change in tactics of protesters. We've seen them stopping people going about their day-to-day -day business, whether that's uh, going to school, being able to go to hospital, being able to go to work, being able to commute and go on motorways. And I think what we needed to do is redress that balance because people also have a right to live their day-to-day -day lives. And that's what we've done is brought in legislation uh, to redress that balance and but get I, the right balance. But, but and finally, the coronation brought the country's imperial past into sharp relief. And King Charles has recently signalled his support for research into the monarchy's links with slavery. Koonsberg asked West Streeting if the UK should be considering reparations or an apology for the actions of its empire. Streeting claimed we needed to be open and honest about the past, but that we shouldn't be on the defensive and had to view British history in the round. I just want to ask you briefly, we've talked a lot about the idea of reparations or potentially an apology for some of the things um, that happened during empire from the royal family or potentially for the government. Would Labour do that if you win the next election? Well, I think in terms of an apology, Tony Blair apologised back in 2007 Indeed, yeah. when he was Prime Minister. I think in terms of, well, I think I'll say a couple of things briefly. One is that we've got to view British history in the round, the, the highs, the lows and, and the in-betweens. I don't think it makes us... Um, we shouldn't be on the defensive about our, our, our record on empire. We should just be honest and open about the terrible injustices uh, of, of... But also, let's more importantly look to the future. From my own perspective, I think it's outrageous that black women are four times more likely to die in childbirth than white women. I think it's appalling, actually, that the gap is there in terms of people from the richest and poorest backgrounds as well. Two and a half times more likely to die if you're so a poor woman than a wealthy woman. Focus on the future. Let's tackle the health inequalities, the educational disadvantage and, and the class barriers in our society that hold but people from working class backgrounds back and often people from ethnic minorities a double disadvantage. Let's look to the future and build a fair, more just, more equal society. That's what Labour stands for. That's our record. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman and this podcast was produced by Joe Bedell Brill. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffeehouse Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our daily evening blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week. <laughs> <laughs>